Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Joining us on the line, John Carmichael is a former Conservative Member of Parliament, but currently the CEO of the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. John, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm good, John. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, how much have you uh, really absorbed about this strike and uh, what the issues were leading up to it? Uh, any idea? Could you cite in a nutshell what's really at stake here? Well, I think after 12 years, it becomes almost uh, an expectation that there'll be a breakdown in discussions and communication between uh, manufacturer and their and their workers. And I think it's... Um, it's something every manufacturer works extremely hard to ensure they don't bump into. And uh, clearly, when you have this significant uh, a strike of a strike, uh, it's going to begin affecting the economies in both the U.S. in a major direct way. And then it, it, the trickle down into Canada is inevitable. And with just-in-time uh, inventories in dealerships and in plants, uh, it, it's going to happen fairly quickly. So the hope is that They'll have a quick settlement, get this resolved, and get everybody back to work. And so uh, suppliers to GM, like, I guess, uh, Linamar and Guelph Magna here all around the GTA, uh, they may have to, what, curtail production just because uh, the supply chain is more or less just in time, and if the uh, plants aren't rolling stateside, there's nothing to deliver, or would they just, uh, you know, put inventory in a warehouse somewhere? Well, I have to believe that they were. Uh, these plants have all been planning for the possibility that a breakdown could occur. And I, but when you deal with companies on the scale of Magna, Linamar, and Martin Ray, you you have major corporations who have plants uh, throughout Canada and the U.S. And when you start to think about just in time, is literally 24 hours of inventory. If they're that tight, uh, then the the inevitability is that. Uh, you're out of product and you're not going to be delivering. So uh, this is this is hard to um, this is hard to uh, manage. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, as I say, we we see something resolved fairly quickly. Do we know what's at heart of it? Is it money? Is it uh, job security? What led to the strike stateside? Well, I you know I think when you uh, when you listen to the arguments of uh, money is always uh, a, a prime issue. And when you look at the profitability of a General Motors today, it's being well run, being well managed, and uh, the people on the uh, on the factory lines don't feel they're getting their their just uh, share of the uh, of the equity. Then uh, then they're going to push back. But I, I think, like any strike today, um, they're being well paid. The workers have to be well paid to keep them uh, to keep them and their plants operating at a at a profitable level, and and these manufacturers are very sophisticated in ensuring that happens. So there are going to be other uh, there are going to be other uh, issues that uh, become part of the working condition of these plants. And I think uh, so. I think this is a, a pretty complex issue. It's more than just money. It's going to be uh, a workers' reward. Uh, you know the employment conditions within these plants, and these plants today are are pretty sophisticated in the way they operate. 
Now, you mentioned at the dealership level this would have some impact as well. Uh, you come from a dealership background, uh, right. and it was a GM dealership background nonetheless. Uh, how would that be impacted? Well, the, and that that clearly is the is the uh, is I think the biggest problem from my perspective. You've got uh, the availability of new product; uh, it'll be broken. That line that uh, that line will be uh, will be uh, broken for a period of time while product is shortened up and and stuff isn't getting out of the plant. But more importantly, you've got people uh, expecting to have their vehicles serviced at their dealerships. And if there's a breakdown in the parts supply and they don't have the um, they don't have the uh, flow of parts into the dealership, which they do literally every night. I mean, these uh, the 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 same uh, prospect of just-in-time delivery operates within dealerships today, and they're all uh, very conscious of having the right parts in stock to meet the demand of uh, the consumers. And so uh, the concern I have is not only does the plant uh, suffer in, in its ability to get product out the door, but dealerships begin to suffer because they just simply don't have the wherewithal to fix vehicles. So you think this will be a quick strike uh, that would be settled sooner rather than later just because of its general impact? Well, I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall, but I, I so I don't, um, I don't predict it, but I certainly hope that it is. Uh, when, when it's been 12 years and you've had uh, uh, operating stability throughout that period of time, uh, keeping in mind, you know, it was only 12, 13 years ago that General Motors went through the bankruptcy crunch. Uh, so they've been on a they've been on a, a growth trend for all that time, in terms of uh, building sophisticated, capable plants, delivering the product. My hope is absolutely this thing ends fast, gets people back on the uh, on the production lines, and keeps our economy booming. It was interesting that I did hear a number today that uh, kind of startled me. The, the cost of this uh, strike to the economy in the U.S. is $50 million a day. Uh, that adds up in a hurry if it starts to go beyond that. Well, it would behoove the company then to want to settle, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, if you're losing that amount of money on a daily basis. Uh, well, I think absolutely, yes. I think you're right. Okay. The other thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, because it slips my mind right now, I just saw an ad for your group, the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council, on TV a couple of nights back. What was that about? Did that keep you up? <laughs> Didn't keep me up. Just piqued my interest or curiosity. I should have made a metal note to say, uh, what the dickens was that about? It had something. Well, <laughs> Go ahead. We've... We've begun, a, we've begun our fall cycle of take a picture campaign, which encourages consumers to take a picture of an ad when they, before they, they go into a dealership. With, uh, so if, if, if you're looking at a newspaper or a website or you're watching television and you see the ad come on, uh, take a, a quick snap of it and take that in with you. It helps, it helps both the consumer to know what they're shopping for and to ensure that when they present it to the dealer, the dealer the, the, or the representative of the dealer will be able to uh, to find the right product for that consumer within their budget and their time, or at least talk about it so that it doesn't get contentious and doesn't get into, uh, um, you know, finding the wrong car at the wrong price. Well, again, given your background, uh, you know, in retailing automobiles for a low how many years, uh, and it was in the family, it's uh, multi-generational, 
How is the landscape changing? I mean, when you see these auto vending machines, for example, uh, or there's a new one that I saw advertised where uh, they will actually, you just specify online what you want and they'll deliver the car to your door and take your old one away. That kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's really radically changing the landscape when it comes to auto retailing, isn't it? Well, you know, it's changing in a hurry. And um, what we are uh, trying to affect at OMBIC is to ensure that we're not an obstruction to progress. Uh, but we want to make sure that consumers are protected and that when, uh, when these models come out, that the consumer is, in full, uh, is, is making a decision fully knowledgeable of what they're purchasing what the costs are and and whatnot, and so we work with a lot of the new uh, the new um, online marketers and uh, the Carvanas and the uh, Car Gurus and all the different new companies that are are filling the landscape and competing with traditional dealers, uh, who incidentally are also developing new, more sophisticated processes by which they reach consumers. So we just want to make sure that consumers are fully informed before they make a purchase, and they're making good decisions as they go through that exercise. All right. And has it reduced the prices or, uh, you know, competitive price points for these cars, this type of marketing? That's a great question. I would say probably not. Uh, We know that the pricing on vehicles is, uh, when you start to look at profit margins built into new vehicles in particular, uh, that that, uh, the margins are fairly slim today. But uh, a lot of the new models are also uh, directly reflecting on the used car industry. So I think that, uh, you know, it, it takes the consumer into the place where they have to be, they have to do their homework, be well-educated and informed on the decisions they're about to make, shop for the product, and make sure that, uh, you know, if they're looking at a particular vehicle with X kilometers on it, that they're pricing that opposite the same vehicle elsewhere and, and they know that they're getting a competitive price at, uh, at their price they're looking to spend. Confirm or deny, uh, the most of the markup is made in the financing. There's a lot of truth to that today. So um, it's, we, we refer to it as the aftermarket, and it's all kinds of uh, menu items that would be the financing, which goes back through the banks or the financial institutions. And um, built into the contracts today, we... We look for declaration of uh, does a dealership or does that sales agent uh, receive a commission, for example, from the bank and at what level so that uh, an individual knows when they're buying a car that uh, there is their, their agent or their representative is being commissioned by a, by a bank or a financial institution. So we, we, uh, we expect that that's going to be declared on the contract for the bill of sale. And so when somebody advertises employee pricing or factory pricing, is that legit? Oh, sure, it's legit. It's just as long as all of the disclosures are there in terms of what makes that happen. So, uh, you know, if you're going to advertise manufacturer's suggested retail and show a great discount, uh, but the factory is providing a portion of that discount, we expect that to be declared uh, in a clear and prominent way. All right. A uh, lot of great answers here. John Carmichael with the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council and former Conservative Member of Parliament for Don Valley West. Always appreciate your input, John. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.